You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's simple, really. You have a choice. Either listen to Sports Grid and get the winning edge. Or don't. And get really good at explaining things to your increasingly impatient wife. Happy wife, happy life, dude. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level 2. This is Sports Rage, Sirius XM, Channel 159, styling and profiling. Thanks to Teddy Covers for kicking it with us in the late night uh, hours. Big Card Julio still on the radar here uh, this evening. And I actually take something back that I just said. I said that, you know what, Michigan aren't the seventh best team uh, in college uh, football. And quite frankly, they actually, I, I take that back. Uh, I, I take that back. Um, the fact of the matter is, if you looked at the teams that are ahead of Michigan, there's a couple of teams, if you look at them, that you can say, yeah, you know what? Michigan um, Michigan are, are as good or better uh, then. So, and, you know, Michigan are 66-1 to 1 right now. And I bring it up because Teddy Covers, who was just with us, sort of like spoke and implied like Michigan, they're down, they don't have something to play for. This is why these guys that don't pay attention to the rankings and all this type of stuff, like, you know, they actually do matter. <laughs> I kind of want to argue with him about it, but like, yeah, it, it does. Like, oh, no, it doesn't matter whether you have a chance to play for a national championship or not. It's the same crap. I remember years ago we got into it with people, and we made a lot of money off it. A uh, bunch of the bunch of the cappers were pushing the angle that the Oregon Ducks would be down, let down in the Rose Bowl. They wouldn't care about the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin because they're not in the college football playoff. And by the way, that was the Rose Bowl that Justin Herbert went off and ended up getting drafted uh, fifth overall in the NFL, sixth overall in the draft, right? Well, whatever the hell it was uh, after after that game. So it does matter. Michigan are way still alive right now. We haven't talked about them at 66-1. to 1. Listen, are Michigan better than the number one team in the country, Georgia? No. Are Michigan better than Alabama? No. Are Michigan better than the third team, Michigan State? Well, no. <laughs> I can't say we are because we just lost to them, even though I think we are, but we're not. Oregon and Michigan would be a real battle. Cincinnati and Michigan will be a real battle. I think Oklahoma is better than Michigan. But other than that, actually, you know what? I can't really argue. Like, honestly, I would have Michigan 8. I would have Michigan 8. Like, out, out of so, I think they did it. You know, it was sort of like, wow, Michigan or 7. And it was sort of seemed surprising coming off the loss. But if you actually really look at it, like, who, you know? Uh, you know what? Wake Forest. My bad. My bad. Wake Forest should be ahead of Michigan by virtue of that they're undefeated. My bad. So Michigan should be nine. All right? Michigan should be nine. But Michigan can still get in, guys. It's not all that crazy. But it comes down to Michigan State. And this is the worst part about losing. Now, this is when, like you, this is like when your enemy is in control of your destiny. All right? It's like the... Um, because Michigan State right now, they do control their own destiny. So Michigan State are at Purdue this week. Then it's Maryland at Michigan State. Michigan State at Ohio State. Penn State at Michigan State. 
Dude, you're telling me you don't think that Michigan State could lose two of the four of these games? They totally could. They could lose to Purdue. They could lose any one of these games. The late night anger man's for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the gamblers, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it on the mighty at 1090. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates joining the party on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Sirius XM Channel 159. The loudest station in the nation. If you just joined us uh, in the last hour of the program, uh, we gave you an in-game winner. Oklahoma City Thunder plus 10.5 in-game against the Los Angeles Lakers. And, you know, we took them then when they were down about eight points, actually just not really believing in what the Lakers are doing. Watching these Laker games, and as I stated earlier, the Los Angeles Lakers schedule was basically like the Harlem Globetrotters. Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, Oklahoma City Thunder, which is not good if you're the Lakers. Because I was thinking about that the other night. I was actually like, damn, man, do the Lakers ever play a real team? Because, you know, I want, I like, I want to fade the Lakers when I can because they're overvalued. Even with LeBron out there, were overvalued tonight. And, you know, every night I'm like, man, I want to play against these guys, but it seems like they're playing against, like, the dregs of society every night. Yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder, let's give credit to the Thunder, all right? The Thunder covered the number the other night against the Clippers. Uh, nice 2-0 and ATS run. And I think that's something to keep our eye on, guys, as the season moves forward here. You know, we, we discussed this, and we've talked about it a lot. The Los Angeles Lakers are a team that's built for the playoffs. And what did I say when we did our NBA previews? I said, sure, if you give me the L.A. Lakers in a bubble and nobody played, you know, we play a three-week regular season and then we play in a bubble in the playoffs, the Lakers roster would be fine. I don't see how the Laker roster makes it through the the demolition derby that is they pro- prolonged and now the full extent uh, regular season again, all right, of, of uh, 82 games. And, you know, really? Like, really? And, and here we are right now. You see the Lakers – and they're battling, man, just to beat these bad teams. And they're playing a lot of these bad teams early, which means they're going to be playing a lot of big games. Think about it like they're the Lakers, man. So they're going to be on on Christmas. They're going to be on on all these prime time affairs and stuff throughout the season to playing against better teams. But I, I really – and there's something to it that the Lakers, they're a little bit overvalued this year. And teams get jacked up for playing in the Staples Center, man. They want MSG might call itself the most famous arena in the world, but – Players get fired up to play the Lakers at the Staples Center with the celebrities. And look at Oklahoma City Thunder, man. These guys are just acting like they just clinched a playoff spot with this straight-out win. 107-104. Late-night anger management class. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The 
team is fired up. We came here to play. All right. Don't lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of money. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morancy. Man, what a crazy week. Every day we've been talking about it. Like, you know, I, October's not a good month. I'm not a fan of October. We're into November now, but it's just one of those deals. And you notice there's a lot of negativity. Sort of every day there's like new scandal, scandal, scandal. Players, athletes, uh, the, the movie set. Uh, today was uh, Portnoy and, uh, and Barstool. Right, like basically on a daily basis. So listen, I you know, I'm not going to get in. I didn't read the story. I did not read the story, and you know, we're not here to break down. Um, we're not here to break that down. But there was a big stock loss today. A big stock loss, and one thing, and I don't pretend to be any sort of stock expert. And everybody does now, right? Every sports gambler that started to bet on a couple of stocks, all things they're they're experts in this stuff. I I, I admit I'm not. I pretend to know about a lot of things. Like, that's the one thing with me. Like, when I get mad and stuff, like, I don't argue about things I don't know. You know what I mean? You ever heard me, Matthias, argue about, like, mechanics with you? Like, you know what I mean? Or people, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't argue about rap music. I don't, like, you know what I mean? I don't rap, so I don't, like. You stay in I, your lane, Gabe. You stay Exactly. In your lane. Like, I'll get mad about something if I know I'm right, but I don't think I know about everything, different things, if I know about something, right? So I'm just telling you guys, I don't pretend to be one of these, you know, modern dudes that everybody thinks they're an expert in gambling and stocks and crypto and, and all that, right? Everyone's an expert in everything. Um, I don't pretend to be. I'm really not. I'm not a big stock guy. Um I should be. I should have. I should. I should have gotten more into it earlier in my life and stuff. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not a big stock guy. But I am fascinated by the the gambling stocks because you know, as we know, you know, it's pretty much it's it's a gold mine. This stuff, right? So we told people when the score stock was like 17 cents to buy it. Like it's crazy for somebody that I'm not a stock expert, but I do. I'm a news junkie. And it's funny because I speak to people about like, uh, like it's funny, like when I was in New York, all right, like right when the pandemic hit, we're doing the show, I got a fan doing Studio 34 and stuff like that. And there's all these people that are in the stock world, supposedly. And, you know, they're talking about their stocks and all this type of stuff, like all the time, like these kids, all these people and stuff. (laughs) They had no idea that the pandemic was coming. Like they didn't know, like did everyone die in Italy and like, you know what I mean? And I thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, you're a real sharp world inside trader when you're unaware of the world's biggest pandemic ever is about to hit North America, but you don't know about this. <laughs> I'm thinking, dear guy, you're stock experts nowadays, nowadays, right? Sort of like uh, sports experts. Like, dear God, man, like some of the people. I see people on Twitter and stuff, and I know, like, they don't know, they couldn't name you a country outside of USA if, like, their life depended on it, but they think they're, like, they're, they're inside traders and stuff like that. So I know what I don't know. And trust me, I don't know, man. And neither do you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Neither do you. You might think you know, but you know who knows? Lehman Brothers knows. Goldman Sachs knows. All right? The Freemasons know. All those little rich, spoiled kids that go to the Ivy League schools, they all know because their parents tell them. So, but what I'm going, where I'm going with this is, so crazy day, right? So no, no illegal accusations against Portnoy or anything like that. Um, just, you know, graphic details of his personal life, of his personal uh, sexual life. So the thing is, though, the shares had already gone down, like before this. I guess Penn Gaming didn't have their best quarter and stuff, okay? So shares of Penn National Gaming tumbled to the tune of 21% on Thursday after the company reported third third quarter earnings and fell short of expectations. So that's the thing. They already weren't doing well, and then the story broke, all right, in Business Insider. And then the story broke. Now, Barstool is a uh, – Penn is a 36% stakeholder in Barstool Sports. So it was basically just sort of a bad day all around for them, right? But where I'm going with this is I'm not a stock expert, but I'll tell you right now, 
every time all these rich people and stock uh, and everybody and that uh, that dude he drives me crazy the the Kramer guy that's yelling and standing all the time that guy every time all these stock people start crying about the end of the world it's not the end of the world they're secretly just buying the stock back for cheaper right Oh, it's yeah, the Nasdaq is way down. The Nasdaq is way down, and there's Buffett and Muscle. He's just buying everything up. Oh, and hey, remember in the pandemic? Oh, I don't know if the world will ever recover from this. Fourteen months later, never seen a building condo boom like this in New York City ever. You know, shut up with your woe is me. It's like the time with the, everyone crying. If the Giants win the World Series, we're going to lose a million dollars. They weren't even in the effing World Series, and they were crying about it. It's funny because I don't know all your sports, but y'all you all report like four hundred and fifty million dollars a month all the time. So what the one million dollars on the Giants, like I said at the time. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how rich people operate though. Like when big corporations lay people off every year and they say, Well, we had a bad year this year. Well, you didn't have a bad year. It's just you made, you know, eight hundred and ninety two million dollars profit the year before, and this year you you only made six hundred million. That was like baseball. Oh, the pandemic has killed us. It's funny, I don't know, you still made $11 billion. So I, I don't really know what, what it killed, really. So what, you didn't make $11.9 billion? I saw in the end, I don't know, like each owner ended up losing like $17 million for a couple of months, and they got it back, right? Like, you know what I mean? But like rich people always cry foul about this, and stocks, don't fool yourself. It's a game for the rich, okay? So it's a game for the rich. But I'm just telling you right now, Pen, pen gaming will be fine, and it's probably a bargain. Now, the only thing I'll say is my own guess is there'll probably be more negative stories, though. And then I think the stock – so I'm just giving you my own personal stock tip is wait a little while, let this thing fester a little bit more, and watch the pen stock go down a little bit more, and then if you're into the stock market, then you buy in. Then you buy in, because whatever, dude. They own, like, 44 casinos and racetracks and everything, all right, sports books. So they're not – they're going to be just fine. They're just going to be – they're going to be just fine. And, in fact, there's probably an advantage to buying first thing in the morning when the market opens up. But, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it went down a little bit more and then you sort of step in. Now, what I will say about this is this story is far from done. Right? One thing, this thing is far from done. Because Portnoy's not the type of guy that's going to get attacked like this and not come back. And they're already, like, it didn't take long. Right? Like, I, I, my, my private investigators, stuff, stuff like this, like, they're digging dirt, like, as we speak. And the owner of the Business Insider was charged with security and fraud violations by the SEC and is not allowed to operate, <laughs> okay? Now, the, the was it a coincidence that this came out today when, when the earnings came out already and stuff like that? And questions are going to be asked. I'm telling you right now that legal people, legal people are going to be asking questions and looking into people's accounts here. As in, did... Did people profit off of this? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just cut to the chase. Did anybody anybody involved with the story own stock and sell stock before the before they hit send on publish? The fact that the guy that runs the thing is, and I'm not discrediting the story. I just want to clarify that. I'm not crediting the story. I'm not discrediting the story. I'm not one of these people. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just telling you that the guy that owns the thing, and I just think everything's legal to me, I just thought right away, I'm like, oh, boy, oh, yeah. SEC's going to have a field day with this. Like, I'm just telling you this right now, guys. The securities and the SEC are definitely having meetings about this. And and so one thing, man, and that's another thing, too. You have all these mega millionaire guys. Like, Portnoy's not as powerful as Musk is and these guys. But, you know, one tweet, man, and the market changes and stuff, right? That's why I don't play. Sports market for me, please. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Uh, we're just uh, discussing the stock uh, world. So where's, where's Julio at? Julio's very reliable. Was he eating Mexican food again? That's, he had food poisoning last time. Figure someone named Julio Rosario would be able to handle the spicy food, Matias, huh? <laughs> Even me. Even me. Uh, I, I eat a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I, I agree eat, with I that, eat. actually. You're right. Julio yeah. Rosal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on, Julio. What's up? <laughs> All right, so... I, you know what? I'm not going to kid, man. Who knows, man? The guy's in Chicago. Maybe he got carjacked or something, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Julio's, he's pretty reliable, Julio. So I don't know. Like I said, Julio's like, I'm not only on, you know? Last time he wasn't on, he was sick. And he, he sent his message. Yeah, so last time he was sick. So, like I was saying, I don't pretend to be a stock, uh, a stock uh, expert and stuff. But as I was saying, I think the Penn Gaming stock is a good buy. Their operation is a lot. It's a lot bigger than just like Barstool Sportsbook as well. It's like yeah, it's forty-four racetracks and casinos. A big operation. They own the Score app now. This, you know, what I mean, this is not good. And the thing is, like I said, they were already down. The shares were already down. You know, the stock was already down today. They had a negative, but they did. They also bought a lot of stuff in the last year, right? Like they're looking at the big picture, Penn. And if you recall, at the time, like I said, I don't pretend to be an, an, an expert on this stuff, but I know I happen to know these companies pretty well. Right? So at the time, I was surprised that the score sold for as much as it did. Right? I was like, wow, really? $2 billion, man. I'm like, I'm like, is Penn crazy? Like, I actually thought, like, man, it's just way too much. Like, what are they getting back? Like, what's the return for this? And... Every like uh, Moody's and all like the grading, all the all the Wall Street grading books all graded it as success. They all said that it was a little pricey, but in the long run, it's worth it. And they're capitalizing on the Canadian market and other markets and etc. And they gave it a thumbs up, like the you know what I mean, like the you know the the appraisals, the outside appraisals, and you know the the Moody. Like I said, if you know what I'm talking about, like Moody's and these people, right? Like they grade stocks and and business deals. And it got a positive review, right? So, like I said, like I think it's a, I think it's a strong company. They have such a big portfolio that this, like, the stock being down this much poses an opportunity. I think, uh, truth be told. But like I said, it's only we're only one day into this sort of mini scandal, and you know there could be some more residual effects. I think there will be. I think there will be. Right? People have been going after Portnoy for a while. Right. Will this stick? I don't know. Like I said, there's nothing illegal about the the story. Um. So, 
as far as the stock is concerned, I think it goes down a little bit more. And then you uh, you buy 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 you buy in if you're if you're into the sports if you're into the sports and gaming uh, stocks if you guys remember I'm the one that gave you guys Grand Canyon like years ago when it, when it was just first on the market Grand Canyon University and now their shares are like super high I gave you the score I told you to score a bunch of times people have caught in uh, people have cashed in on the score stock a couple of times over the years. John Levy's made people a lot of money. <laughs> he, he initially sold his company to the Toronto Blue Jays. Then he sold his other company to, to Penn. Levy's a, a smart man. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's my, uh, my advice for the, uh, the Penn gaming stock. Don't panic and all these people panic. Instead, the media are into panicking, right? The media loves panic jobs. Everything's a panic. Everything's the end of the world. Everything's like, oh, it's never going to be the same again. And like, whatever. And, and rich people just keep getting richer. So so I wanted to talk about Josh Johnson's, Josh Johnson's journey here. And I brought it up earlier. I mean, this guy made his debut with the San Diego Toreros and uh, coach Jim Harbaugh. So thinking, like, this guy's been around so long, like, he started when Harbaugh got his first job. So Harbaugh was the coach of the San Diego, not San Diego State, San Diego, you know, the Toreros, Jenny Craig Center. Which uh, we've always still wondered if they actually serve Jenny Craig food, like at the concession stand, which would kind of be a problem. <laughs> they actually don't, though. We've, we've established they don't. I don't think, I don't know, do they have food? I think they have food trucks. I think that was what they had. I think they have food trucks. So yeah, Josh Johnson. This guy played, he started out with the Buccaneers, all right? 2008 to 2011. 2012, the San Francisco 49ers. He got released by the 49ers, then he was with the, uh, the Sacramento Mountain Lions. Then he was with the Cleveland Browns. I'm just amazed. This guy's played in every league except the CFL. I guess he never had to. <laughs> he always gets his phone, always rings right away. So th- this is his run here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I'll go over year first. 2008 to 2011, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 2012, San Francisco 49ers. 2012, Sacramento Mountain Lions. 2012, Cleveland Browns. He was on three teams in 2012. 2013, Cincinnati Bengals. 2014, San Francisco 49ers. 2015, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, 2015, New York Jets. 2015, Indianapolis Colts. 2015, Buffalo Bills. 2016, Baltimore Ravens. 2016, New York Giants. 2017, Houston Texans. I'm getting tired just rattling this off. 2018, Raiders. 2018 Washington football team. And if you guys recall, remember he played well for Washington. He came in and played really well for them, actually. I think nearly led them to the playoffs type of deal. Um, San Diego Fleet, 2019. L.A. Wildcats. And, you know, here's a piece of trivia I can say. I was at the last uh, ever L.A. Wildcat game in franchise history. (laughs) Which I was. It was L.A. Wildcats and the New York Guardians at MetLife Stadium. It was like, it was a week before the pandemic hit. It was like, the, literally, it was like almost like, I'm thinking back now, it's like the, the week the world changed. Like, what my life was, what my life was that day compared to what it would become, little did I know. <laughs> like, like, little did I know. All right? Like, that day, and you know what's funny, too? Like, we were talking about me going to games and losing and stuff. I have like great memories of that day. Like I actually it was one of my funner. It was one of the, like the funnest days I had there. Like uh, I went to the XFL. It was a Saturday afternoon game when it was cold as hell, and uh, went to the XFL game, the New York Guardians and the LA Wildcats, and I won all my bets. So I was in a good mood. I remember I won all my bets. I got hammered. I was the first time I ever drank White Claw. <laughs> I never drank White Claw. They had White Claw at the game. And I was like, what's this White Claw stuff? And I drank like 12 of them at the game. And then uh, went back over to the FanDuel Sportsbooks right next to the stadium, MetLife Stadium. And I remember, man, like I met a bunch of dudes and stuff. And normally I don't hang out with strangers and stuff, but we hit it off with these guys. We were in the shuttle together going from the van to the stadium. And like turned out they lived like two, three blocks away from me and stuff, one of the dudes. And so after... 
I was like, oh, yeah, come back to FanDuel, man. I'll show you around and stuff. And I brought him to the TV set and all that. I remember, like, Roe was there, Rutgers Roe. We were taking pictures, and we had a great time. Corey Parson was there. And I think I got COVID. Because <laughs> I was sick as hell. I was sick that day, and I just sort of thought I was sick. Right? I didn't know, no, right? Like, you know what I mean? I'm in New York City, basically. Like, I had COVID, I think, before, like, the week before, like, it broke type. Because I was sick, sick for, like, three, four weeks. And I never get sick that long. And then Corey Parsons asked me, did you give me COVID? And I said, I don't know, maybe. Like, I said, I didn't know I had it. I said, no one didn't know it existed yet. Well, we knew it existed, but you know what I mean? We knew it was coming, but you didn't know. Especially in New York, too, right? I knew I was like, oh, it's coming, man. It's coming. Right? It's coming. And it started off in New York City with one guy, and literally, like, I took the same damn train as the guy and stuff. <laughs> so, the beginning of the pandemic, you know what I mean? Everyone was flipped out. And then, and then a poor guy, like, died at, like, the, uh, the Port Authority headquarters, which is right down the street from me. And I was like, oh, God, he goes to the same stores. I Like, there was this gas station, and everyone said, oh guy in the news that died is they said he came to this gas station and i'm thinking oh well, boy it's here and then it just started going around everywhere you know what i mean and here we are right now dude that was the last sporting event i went to for for a year and a half everything shut down i'll never forget i'll never forget i was supposed to go I was supposed to go to a Raptor game and something. I don't know what I was supposed to do in Toronto. And I'm in New York. And I remember leaving the XFL game and stuff and telling these guys and everybody about how I'm canceling my trip next week. <laughs> I said, I'm canceling the trip. There's no way in hell I'm not coming back next week. I'll see you guys here. Houston Gamblers are coming to town. What was it? Houston, uh, Houston Rednecks or Roughnecks? What were they called? Was it the Roughnecks? When you're called the Roughnecks, just call yourself the Rednecks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like when you're if your if your franchise is called the Roughnecks, just say, listen, we want to call ourselves the Rednecks, but everybody's gonna get mad, so let's just go with Roughnecks. Yeah, I have fond memories. And Josh Johnson was the quarterback. Josh Johnson was the quarterback of the LA Wildcats that day. He played well too. It's funny because I have a photogenic memory for this stuff. Like, I remember the day. I remember, like, I remember conversations that I had in the parking lot with people that day and stuff. I do not remember the final score. <laughs> and I don't, even, I don't even remember what I really had in the game. All I know is I won. I think I had the under because it was cold and it went under. I think that's what I think that was my deal. I said, how the hell is this team from L.A. going to play well in the cold weather? And it was cold, cold. It was cold. But this guy, Josh Johnson, unbelievable, put on a quarterback clinic tonight. Quarterback clinic, and it would have been a cover for the ages, except Joe Buck screwed us all. We all... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge. We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. 
Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're kicking it. A lot of stuff left to break down here. I see uh, Alexander Ovechkin scored his 40th career goal tonight versus the Panthers. Eighth different team. He scored 40 goals against. The only player to reach that mark against uh, more opponents is Phil Esposito. Man, how good was Phil Esposito then? Man, imagine that. Phil Esposito. Although a little bit different, actually, because Phil Esposito played against the same teams all the time. So, it's actually, you know, everything is in context. Man, Alexander Ovechkin, this guy really is unbelievable. And... I think he's worth worthy of just betting on him to score a goal. Like you can get in and forget about the stock market, the prop market, baby. Jonathan Taylor killed the prop market tonight. We did well tonight with the props. You know, it was such a bad football game coming into it. it you know, it was one of those deals. It's like, oh god, you know what I mean? Like, it's frustrating. You know, you want to get excited. Hey, there's a football game on tonight, and then it's like, oh, it's Indianapolis and the Jets, but. Turned out to be 75 points put up on the board tonight. We cashed a ticket with the over. We actually hit a teaser with the New York Jets. And it was a miracle that they covered on the teaser. And I'm glad they did because I was beating myself up over just not teasing the Colts earlier. But we hammered the over. And good call by Babano who joined us uh, earlier in the week and last night. And he reiterated how much he liked the over in this football game. And I think it's safe to say that uh, the game was never in doubt uh, as far as the total. I mean, it was a little bit of a slow start. Uh, to the game, but once it opened up, the floodgates, uh, the floodgates opened, man. 75 points uh, put up on the board. So we were talking about how it never ends with scandal. Uh, so we talked about the, the Barstool story a little bit from a stock perspective. Um, now allegations of racism and sexism, misogyny within the Phoenix Sun organization. Inside uh, Robert Sarver's 17-year tenure as owner. I'm telling you, man, it's a daily thing. Now, the thing is, though, it doesn't all mean that all the stories aren't true. Because a lot of, oh, cancel culture, cancel culture, right? I don't know, man. There's been stories about Phoenix for years behind the scenes, right? So, you know, this stuff's been going on forever. What I do like, though, and I got a laugh out of this actually today, and you see this all the time. And I've seen people stay, you know, people step up for people, and they always say, oh, I've, I know this dude, I've never seen him do anything like this. It's like, well, you know, people aren't going to do these things in front of their friends, right? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I've always, I've always thought that was funny, like, over the years, when people, oh, I've known this guy for a long time, but I've never seen him do anything like this. I don't know, well, serial killers generally don't call their buddies over. <laughs> hey, Matthias, you want to come over and watch me uh, go on a serial killing rampage? <laughs> like, if I'm a serial killer, sure, I'm not going to tell you, Matthias. You. I'm going to talk about Michigan football with you. Hey, how about Michigan? <laughs> we could wear a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> yeah, no, I always like that. Oh, I never saw him do anything like that. Oh, well, you know. Well, of course not. It's not like, you know. Of course not. Say, so, I don't know what's going to happen with the Phoenix Sun. Uh, the, the Phoenix Sun uh, story. Like I said, this stuff's been going on for years. And honestly, let's be real. If, if you wanted to get into... If you wanted to get into... Like, Derek Carr was right about that, like with Gruden. Doesn't mean Gruden was right. But as Derek Carr, and Derek Carr said that. He said, I'm not, I'm not defending our coach and Gruden or what he said, but he goes... He goes, let's look at everybody else's emails, too, and see how pure they are. My emails are very pure, actually. I can honestly, like, go to bed very comfortably knowing that if somebody, like, you know what I mean, all my emails. (laughs) I don't know. There's nothing nothing fancy about my, like, I don't understand that. That's another thing, too, Matthias. Like, Like, why do people do that? Like, why do people incriminate themselves online like this? Like, I don't understand that. Like, there's always, oh, yeah, there's an email that they sent. I've sent angry emails, but I've never, like, you know what I mean? Like, people, that's the one thing about Donald Trump. Like, people think Donald Trump's dumb and stuff. But Donald Trump's not dumb. He's actually a genius, right? He's like the ultimate hustler. But 
Like Trump and these people, like they're like, oh, you know, Trump doesn't, he's, you know, he's too old. He doesn't understand computers. He understands computers. You don't think Donald Trump knows how to look at, look, look at porn? <laughs> how the hell do you think he knew who, uh, how the hell do you think he knew who Stormy Daniels was, uh, Matthias? He clearly has a computer. A, make a valid point. Make you know what I mean? Point. How did he know who Stormy Daniels was if he didn't have a computer? <laughs> no. He just doesn't do business on a computer. Big difference. You know what I mean? Big difference. Yeah. Like, and no, he's I mean, smart, though. Even, though. No, he's smart. And they say, no, like, emails. Trump doesn't have an email. Like they say, like, Trump doesn't have any personal email. And I believe him. And you think it's because he doesn't understand? No, because Trump's like, there's no way in hell I'm leaving a digital trail of all my stuff over the last 50 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, like, he's actually smart. smart. Around him. Yeah, well, he's smart. No, I think the people around him are pretty dumb, actually. He's the smart one. <laughs> well, look, they're all the ones that well, he did. I guess John Gruden needed some smart people around him because, damn, he had a lot of dirt in there. But you're right, Gabe. If, if all those emails came out from every other owner and from every other coach, there'd be a lot of fire going around. And when there's smoke, there's fire. And there's a lot of smoke everywhere. Hey, here's Drew Martin, actually. Hey, Drew, I swear to God, I'm going to send you a message. Call in if you can, Drew. You're the stock guy. I wanted to get your opinion on it. I was, I was pretending to know what I'm talking about with stocks, but I'd love for you to call in if, if, you're, if you can. I don't know if it's – I know you're on the East Coast. Maybe you're in a silent zone uh, right now, but I'd like your take on the stock uh, situation. I was saying about how I think that Penn, Penn will be a, buy, a buyback opportunity in the Penn, the Penn gaming stock, but I think it, it's like a point spread. I think it will go down a little bit more. I think the point spread goes down a little bit more still, and then it's a buyback. Then it's a buyback. Like I said, man, Barstool is a small operation Like uh, in, in the grand scheme of things. It's like all sports books and casinos, right? There's a reason, like I said, have you ever seen a sports book in the front of the room in, in a casino in Vegas when you walk in? No. right? It's in the back corner, buried. Why? Because they make the least money off of it. It's like it's a small, it's a couple of points to them. They, they basically want, you know, Vegas and casinos really only have sports books because they want you to go to the sports book and then on the way out, they want you to stop at a table. It's just a reason to get you in the building, right? Like they don't make money off and it's a pain in the ass for them. Now, now it's a little different, like because it's legal and the apps is where the money's at, right? You get, you get a license, you get the app and you don't have to run a, an actual brick and mortar. That's, that's where the cash is at right now. That that's uh, you know we talked about that earlier. I'd like to do a whole show on that actually, or at least an hour. Like sort of like get into the gambling aspect of of the approach. And I brought it up earlier tonight, and I, I said that like you know these places, their their business is all their business is all is all on the app. Right, like the, the, the actual sports books themselves, yeah, they bring in money. Like FanDuel's a little different in New Jersey because it's, you know, MetLife Stadium and it's in the middle, you know, it's in Jersey, New York, et cetera. There's like, you know, 150 million people in the surrounding area that are within a couple hours drive type thing. So it's a little different, but like even them, you know what I mean? It's like, it's basically all app type stuff, right? In the modern era, people don't want the comfort of their house, bet wherever you want on the phone, right? Everything's on the phone, on the phone, on the phone. But I'd like to know what people do with that. And even you guys. Because I know most of the people that tune in here, very few of you spend your days at the book. Right? Some of you, you know, a few of you would. I know we have listeners in Vegas. But less and less, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, listen, when I lived in Vegas, I didn't hang around the book very often. I was at sports books a lot, but I didn't hang around often, you know what I mean? Like, I would place my bats and get in and out. Right, I would get, I place my bets. I wouldn't sit there all day, all you know what I mean, all the time. So, and like I said, when I was in Vegas, the apps were were there, but they weren't like you know what I mean. It wasn't everywhere. It was only a few places. I, I think Willow Hill was the one that had it at first. Right, it wasn't everywhere, but like it's like betting online. Like me personally, I've gotten used to both ways, and I like and dislike both ways. Like, there's, you know what I mean? It used to be a pain sometimes where, like, I would have to time it, guys. So, like, I lived right across the street from the stratosphere, all right, in Vegas. 
So halftime would be coming up, and I want to get my halftime bets in. And they didn't have in-game betting there. All right? They didn't have Vegas, you know what I mean? So it was like halftime betting. So I'd time it like, all right, there's two minutes left in a half. Take the elevator. <laughs> I'd, run. I'd run to the book, and it'd be a line on it. I'd get the bet in and stuff like that, right? And it's crazy. And Drew Martin knows what I'm talking about. You know how many times, like, I woke up, guys, at, like, you know, 7 in the morning, and I'm dodging crackheads and stuff in Vegas, walking down the street, going to the sports book, right, to get the early college football bets in and stuff like that. You know, so you want the convenience, but, but there's nothing better than getting paid cash money after the game, man. Like that that feeling when you're in line and you're you got that winning ticket in your hand and everyone knows that that winners that winning line and everybody in line always has the same tickets and everyone's you know everyone's high fiving each other strangers hey damn right man Michigan covered <laughs> you know what I mean everyone's holding the same ticket where's my money and there's something about it when you get paid man right you get paid and 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 when you get paid you're not just flipping it over. I'd like to know the ratio of of what people do online compared to the window. Like, how much will someone bet just if it's an, a click of the finger as opposed to putting the $100 bills on the table? Because I got to tell you, it does smarten your it does smarten your ass up and dis, it gives you discipline when you're betting at the window every day. And I bet at the window every day for two years at FanDuel. And it gives you discipline because it's the money in your hand. It's not just a number online. There's a reason why casinos have chips and not money on the table because it's just a piece of plastic. It looks like a toy to you, even though it's real money, right? And it's the same thing. Like, how many times, especially people that play and gamble online and with apps and stuff and don't go to the windows, the question is, how often are you withdrawing your money? Are you doing it every night? Right? Because that's, you know what I mean? That's sort of, you know, the advantage, there's an advantage to being able to bet fast and bet on anything and be able to get on an in-game and be like, all right, boom, here's the app, bam, bam. You get to play and stuff like that. But I've, I've always talked about this. How many times, how many people tuning in, how many times have you bet and won a bunch of money and gone to bed very happy about how you just won money? Right? You're like, wow, man, I just, you know what I mean? I just made 1200 bucks tonight. I just made 1200 bucks tonight, right? You bet online, sportsbook online, to tell your account. Uh, man, I just made 1200 bucks tonight. Did you take the 1200 out? Did you go eat a steak dinner? Did you buy a new pair of Nikes? Did you take your girlfriend out? Did you fix your car? Did you pay the rent with the money? Or did you just feel better about winning 1200 bucks and then go to bed without ever cashing out and you wake up the next day? And then you lose money. And then you're sad. I can't believe I lost money tonight. You didn't really ever lose anything. The money was never in your damn hands. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Like that Egg Matchment class. We got Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports going to be joining us. Talk some fantasy football, getting us some prop. Well, you know, the fantasy football, let's see, he's one of the best in the business, Jamie, right? So you just sort of correlate fantasy into uh, into props and for you fantasy football players. I'm so screwed this weekend in fantasy football, it's not even funny. Uh, I'm beyond screwed. So as, um, as, as we were saying, we were talking about... Um, we were talking about the um, the approach to gambling, and if we can, uh, we've got some uh, feedback here. Thank you very much. <laughs> very distracting. Uh, very distracting. So, as we were discussing, the approach to gambling, and do you pull out right away? Are you, you know... When you bet online, it's basically, it comes down to like a dopamine fix. You know what I'm saying? People get the rush of winning, but did you get paid for it? I was I was speaking with a bookie once years ago, very smart guy. And um, I was speaking with a bookie, a very smart guy years ago. And he told me that people bet seven times more recklessly on credit. Like if you think about it, like try to get a bank to lend you money. Right? What, and how hard is it to get them to give you money? They'll give you a freaking credit card, though, no problem, right? Right? But they want they want to give you cash. They'll give you the credit card, right? The card. So you're reckless with the card. I don't have to pay for it later. I don't have to pay for it later. And people, when you're betting on credit, and that's why we tell people, do not bet with bookies. And I think bookies are less and less now because it's legal so many, in so many places everywhere. And betting with bookies... Is it's not a smart thing to do for various reasons. All right, number one, it's illegal. <clears throat> but number one, it's illegal. But you don't know, man. The bookie could disappear, man. You don't know if you're ever going to get paid. And uh, man, if you have a bad week, you know what I mean. You, who are you betting with, and it's going to end poorly. There's a lot of that type of stuff. But people, when they bet on credit, they bet seven times more recklessly than they would if they bet with their own money. It's like people spending with a credit card; they're much more reckless. And I'd like to know the number of like betting online how much more reckless would you be than at the window when it's paper money i'm roman mars host of 99 invisible i'm excited to be teaming up with lexus gx and sirius xm on some very special 99pi episodes we're heading to some of the cities in the u.s that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function to learn more about the lexus gx and sirius xm and lexus vehicles visit lexus.com gx and SiriusXM.com slash lexus trial the all-new lexus gx live up to it check out the 99 invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.